0: And uh, tonight, we're going to continue in our uh, uh, 12 Apostles of Hell. And uh, I, I will just kind of give you a, a, a little glance into the future. We're going to be finishing up here in the next few weeks. We're going to be finishing the 12 Apostles. Uh, the last two weeks of the 12 Apostles of Hell are uh, a little bit more sensitive content. And so, the starting the first Wednesday in April, the children are going to have uh, blitz classes starting the first two Wednesdays in April, and I know that might be news to some of you. Uh, we just talked to Sister Mace about it earlier in our tag-in, so she hasn't communicated that to you yet. She will be, but um, we just, some of the content we're going to be talking about, I want parents to decide when their children hear the kind of things we're going to be talking about. Um, not that it's... Maybe they've heard about it before, but anyway, our teenagers, we're going to keep in here because they need to hear it talked about, all right? And then the Wednesday after Easter, we're going to be starting, we're going to do a 12-week Blitz uh, quarter, and there will be two different classes going on, as well as our spiritual development courses, 101, 201, 301, and 401 will be taking place during that time as well, as well as Children's Blitz, and uh, so just to give you a snapshot, but for now, we're continuing, and uh, if you don't have a handout yet, anybody, everybody good, pen, everybody got a pen? All right, let's dig in then. Tonight's lesson is going to be uh, much shorter than many of the others, um, unless, you know, there's Holy Ghost inspiration that comes in. For the most part, though, it's less content. Uh, review, those that have greater effectiveness in spiritual warfare, amen, is first of all, they're able to look beyond the traits that are being manifest and able to identify the spirit that is causing the issue. Amen. How many of you have gained wisdom in this, just in this session, in these classes, that now when things come up, you're able to dig a little bit deeper and identify the spirit that's behind that? Secondly, to be skilled in how to deal with it. Amen. Doesn't do much good knowing there's an issue if we don't know how to deal with it. And so these these lessons are also intended to give us wisdom how to deal with it. But it also does uh, require the desire to be free from it. With those three things, though, we can be much more effective in our spiritual warfare. The three battlefields of spiritual warfare begin with obsession. That's where spiritual warfare begins, happens when the adversary strives to consume our mind. It it begins to entangle our thoughts. We think about it uh, consistently. Then from there it goes into oppression, and that's where it goes beyond obsession, and now we start acting it out. We start acting upon our thoughts, and that finally leads us to possession. And that is when the individual has now accepted that, upset, well, just normal, just the way it is. Their resolve has been weakened by oppression to the, to the space that they're now being controlled by the spirit that torments them, all right? And so tonight we're going to continue in this series by talking about the dumb and the deaf spirit, all right? The dumb and the deaf spirit. To see the role of this particular apostle of hell, we're gonna look closely at the story in which the spirit is first identified, all right? With each of these spirits, we're not just picking 12 spirits. These are spirits that are expressly identified in the scripture. But the scripture tells us of a time when a father brought his possessed son to Jesus for deliverance. The father described symptoms that to us would seem like seizures. He told how his demonic spirit, uh, this demonic spirit tore his son. That word tore there means dashed him or caused him to thrash about uncontrollably. Amen. That sounds like some of our children when they want candy in the candy aisle. You're like, I knew it was a demon. Um. The father described how his son would fall to the ground, foam at the mouth, gnash his teeth. In the aftermath of these seizure-type episodes, his son would pine away, meaning he was drained of all strength and incapable of moving. The master asked his sorrowing father, "How long has it been happening to your son?" The father answered, "Since he was a child, and proceeded to tell Jesus that this unholy spirit would cause his son, or would cast his son rather into the water and the fire. The original Greek defines that word cast as to bring about or to shove or to let fall. In that fashion, the father was basically telling Jesus, this spirit oftentimes causes my son to fall into dangerous waters and even cast himself into the fire. It is, though, it is as though this spirit is trying to destroy my son. Eventually, Jesus turned to the son, identified the spirit that was troubling and cast it out, so we're going to read this portion. we're going to read this portion of scripture uh, that contains this story, beginning in mark nine seventeen. the Bible says, one of the multitude answered and said, "Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit, and more, or wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to the disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not." He answereth him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto Jesus. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child, or since he was a child. And oft times It hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. And Jesus saw that the people came running together. He rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. Immediately, the Bible tells us that the demonic spirit, after Jesus cast it out, or when Jesus commanded it to come out, the demonic spirit manifests itself as before, crying out, tearing at the young man, ultimately departing, but leaving the, so, the man so weak that the Bible describes him as being like one that was dead. So a deaf and dumb spirit is a demonic spirit that strives to cause accidents and harmful episodes. Now, I think we're two extremes. Several weeks ago, we talked about the familiar spirit, and that one was so spooky, right? Some of us probably didn't sleep that night. We were looking around for the, wondering where the familiar spirit was. And that one was, you know, kind of, Extreme on the spirit side of things. This one, I think, is more almost has uh, so close is such a uh, one that that we could look at and say, well, that's just you know that's just life, you know, it's just clumsy people, all right. And so it's uh, whereas the 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 one that that's so extreme in the spirit realm that we might reason that one away and say, well, that's too far out there. And this one, I think, we could reason away because well, uh, or, or we can we can struggle with it because it's it's something that's so physical the, the biblical account reveals much about this demonic spirit when it shows us its intended results so let's list them these were the intended results in the life of this young man first of all it caused him to fall into the fire all right that, that's not as how many of you know that's not a good thing if, if something's causing you to fall into the fire it's not good uh, bringing about his fall into the water all right, that's not the spouse who you get too close to the swimming pool and they push you in. They're not a deaf and dumb spirit, they're a prankster spouse. Casting him violently to the ground. Uncontrollable reactions resembling seizures. Foaming at the mouth, gnashing and grinding his teeth. Now, I hadn't read this chapter, but a couple of weeks ago I was at, I had to go to the doctor's office. And I was sitting in the waiting room and there was a a guy in there that you could just, I felt a dark spirit when I walked in and he just looked like he hated the world. But he was grinding his teeth so loud. I I feel like if he'd open his mouth, he just had chunks of tooth in there. He was grinding them so hard. And now I read this, I know what that was, that deaf and dumb spirit. Fainting type responses. In this description, Jesus identified the deaf and dumb spirit as being associated with these following physical episodes. Falling, biting, being shoved, tearing, seizing, choking, and weakness. It appears obvious in light of these physical episodes that dealing with a satanic apostle known as the deaf and dumb spirit means that you're dealing with the spirit that specializes in accidents and tragedies. Now, that, again, doesn't mean that all accidents, if you trip tonight, walk, doesn't mean that you're dealing with a deaf and dumb spirit. All right, and I know that there may be people that you uh, struggle, you have seizures from time to time, doesn't mean that you're dealing with a demonic spirit, okay? In fact, I would acknowledge that all of humanity has the potential to slip, to fall, to injure themselves, or have any number of accidents. Have you know it's easy to, to blame everything on the devil, right? What well, the devil made me do. It. You trip and fall? I mean, that, that's, that's a good one, right? I've used some different excuses when I've tripped to, to try to cover up, you know, you trip and fall and you just act like you were intentionally doing a push-up at that moment. All right, well, now I got a new one. You can just blame it on the devil. The devil made me do it. Obviously, some things happen simply because we are human, all right? Sometimes as human beings, we trip, we fall, we... We, we, now, if you're falling into the fire, that, that might you know that's a good indicator that wasn't just you, all right. But some things happen because that we're human. However, in light of God's word, we must acknowledge that there are other accidents that are a result of the deaf and dumb spirit. If a deaf and dumb spirit is the one causing accident and tragedies, then let us look at some of the manifestations and characteristics that operate under the direction of this spirit. So here's a list of those manifestations, accidents, being accident prone, accidents with fire, accidents with water, blindness, convulsions, comatose, destruction, dumbness, emotional instability, epileptic episodes, erratic behavior, falling randomly, foaming at the mouth, gnashing of teeth, madness, insanity, schizophrenia, seizures, stupors, Tearing, temporary insanity, uncontrollable convulsions, uncontrollable thrashing and wallowing. All right. Again, that just if you have doesn't mean that because again some of these things are just humanity. All right, but these are these the spirit is designed to inhibit a person's natural ability to be cautious and apprehensive. Many times we, people that are, have been influenced by the spirit or things have happened because of this spirit afterward, they might say things like, I didn't see a thing. It just I didn't even see it coming. Or, I didn't hear it coming. I was so shocked I couldn't even say a word. Right? I never saw anything, I just something that came on them suddenly. They, were, they had no time to respond to it, no time to react to what was going on. Perhaps this is the reason why when this particular particular unholy spirit is involved it is called a deaf and dumb spirit right there are a plethora of situations where someone like the son in the story was unexpectedly put into a situation that could have destroyed them only to hear them sincerely say later i didn't hear a thing or it was totally unsuspect unexpected the truth is many times it was unexpected to that person but it was intentional to the spirit that caused the situation Anybody ever been, gone through something that you, you know it may have just been something that humanity goes through, but looking back on it, you know that the enemy devised it to try to destroy you, right? A, a, a physical tragedy or a physical ailment, right? Um, anyway, probably all of us could think back on something that it wasn't just a human malady. There, there was a spirit at work trying to bring about our destruction. In this chapter, we will survey situations involving accidents or episodes where the deaf and dumb spirit may have been involved recognizing it will always require a healthy spiritual discernment. All right, so here's, we're already getting into the the steps and how to deal with the, I told you a little bit shorter content tonight. Step number one, here's how to combat a deaf and dumb spirit. First of all, when you feel an urgency to pray, pray urgently, Many times, God will let you feel an urgency because he is giving you the ability to pray those things away from the life of someone that is being targeted by a deaf and dumb spirit. I can't tell you how many times I've heard where somebody said they prayed, and at the moment that they prayed, that God intervened in a situation they weren't even aware of. Amen. You might be moking uh, up, woken up, awakened. I don't know where the M came from even, but you might be awakened at you know, two o'clock in the morning and just feel an urgency to pray. And then you go walk around the house, well, everything's fine, so you don't, you don't pray, and you go back to bed. Well, God may be moving on you to pray for a situation that you're not even aware of that, that's nowhere near you, but God is trying to find an intercessor because there is this spirit at work trying to bring about somebody's destruction. So when you, the first step at how to defeat this deaf and dumb spirit that is trying to bring harm and tragedy to people is when you feel an urgency to pray, pray urgently. Let me ask you this. When, If you feel an urgency to pray, do you think that it's possible the devil is urging you to pray? No. All right? So if, if you say, well, you know what, that might just be the devil. Let me. It's not the devil. All right? Secondly, it's likely not your flesh. If you're awake at 2 in the morning and you feel an urgency to pray, I want to challenge you Get out of bed and go walk and pray urgently because it's not the devil. It's not just your flesh. Amen. It is the Spirit of God awake, trying to find an intercessor somewhere that will shake themselves and pray so that tragedy can be avoided somewhere. Amen. I, uh, it's amazing how many people casually claim their desire to be used of God but never engage the adversary of their soul on this level. Well, God, I want to be used. And, well, that means I want to be put on the preaching or the teaching schedule. No, if you want to be used, it may be that God is going to say, well, I want to be able to count on you that when I awaken you at 12 o'clock at midnight or 2 o'clock in the morning that I can count on you. Or if you're sitting at your desk at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and I place on you the urgency to pray that you're going to respond and you're going to pray urgently. How many of you know that is still being used of God? Amen. I think we need to get away from believing the only time you're used of God is when you're holding a microphone or standing behind a pulpit. Amen. The body of Christ. Everybody in this church, you have the ability to be used of God. And the first way that we can defeat this deaf and dumb spirit, this spirit that is working to bring danger and harm into the lives of people, is when God impresses you to pray, pray urgently. Amen. Jesus said something unique about this deaf and dumb spirit that he didn't say regarding any other demonic spirit in the entire Bible. It's the only spirit that Jesus dealt with where he made this statement. Because after he cast out this deaf and dumb spirit, Jesus added this explanation in Mark chapter 9, verse 29. He said unto them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. This deaf and dumb spirit, amen? There's got to be an urgency. If we're going to overcome this spirit that is seeking to bring harm and danger and tragedy to the lives of people, this spirit will only come out by prayer and fasting. Amen. From this, we know the only way to truly overcome a deaf and dumb spirit is through prayer and fasting. Amen. Surely this is because the nature of its demonic attempts daily setting the stage for accidents and tragedies can only be thwarted by a covering of a daily flow of prayer and fasting. So if you stub your toe once, you know, or, or here and there, but if you're doing it every day, all right, if, if it just seems like every day something, you know, you got a new bruise and a new cut and, and, and you're, you know, yesterday I fell and hit my head. Today I fell and broke my arm. The day after that I fell and broke my leg, all right, I would say praying fast, all right. It's probably not that, that you just had three bad days in a row, but there is a spirit at work, trying to uh, interrupt, again, all of, all of the spiritual warfare that we're talking about, these spirits, these apostles of hell are there for one reason, and that is to keep you from fulfilling the anointing and the purpose that God has placed on your life. Amen. And if you, if you are in, in, in the hospital and laid up and, and, and cast on your leg and your arm, and, and, and one on each leg and one on each arm and you can't even move, it's a likelihood you're not going to be able to do what God wants you to do. All right, just throwing that out there. Secondly, step two, maintain an awareness of the spiritual realm around you. Now, I don't think that we need to try to find a devil in every situation. I don't think that everything, well, the peanut butter jar didn't open. That's the devil. Amen. I tried to put peanut butter and jelly on my sandwich, and we were out of jelly. That's the devil. No, it's probably not the devil. Some things are just life. All right, And, and you'd be surprised how many people try to spiritualize everything. And I'm not saying we need to spiritualize everything, but on the converse of that, amen, I think we do need to be aware that there is a real devil and there are real spirits at work and the real devil really hates you. And the real devil that really hates you really likes it when you're in pain and when you're suffering, all right? So an awareness of the spiritual realm around us. Perhaps more than any other demonic spirit, this particular spirit requires much discernment. To discern is to tell the difference. The gift of discernment, to be able to tell, was that just me? Is that just something I'm going through? Was that just, you know, I I, I did something. You know, if if I walk up, if I, you know, a couple years ago, I was, uh, we were out visiting my uh, in-laws out in New Mexico. And I was uh, helping them. Well, I was carrying a tool case. They were out doing some work. And I was carrying the tool bag with my brother-in-law, helping them. And I'm I'm about six foot two, and I didn't notice that I was walking under a porch that was about five foot eleven, and there was a big uh, a, the corner of a beam sticking out that I didn't see, and I just walked. That wasn't a deaf and dumb spirit. That was me being. That was just me being dumb, and not surrounding, not not recognizing my surroundings. Okay, so not again. Not every act. But so I got to discern. Is this a spiritual thing? Just like we talked a few weeks ago about the spirit of infirmity, discernment there. If every Wednesday I'm getting sick, if every Sunday something's happening where I can't make it to church, that's, everybody say, that's not normal. That's not normal. All right? That, that's not normal. If Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're fine. Sunday, you can't get out of bed. Monday, Tuesday, you're good. Wednesday, you're sick again. That's not normal. The unit, Gift of discernment says there's a spirit at work here. All right? So th- this particular spirit, and likewise with the spirit of infirmity, requires much discernment, dealing with the deaf and dumb spirit or at least trying to determine whether the thing that we're facing is natural or demonic will require a mixture of common sense and spiritual sensitivity. And that, that's good to keep both. There's the balance there. If I'd have got up, you know, after I woke up, after I hit that beam with my forehead, Amen. it did, it put me out for a, a little while. Well, when I came back, if I'd have stood up and laid hands on that beam, devil, I rebuke you, come out of that beam that's lacking common sense. The beam would have looked back at me and said, it wasn't a spirit dummy, it was you. All right, You need to pay closer attention to your surroundings. Stop walking around with your cell phone and, and pay attention, right? Anybody ever walked into an object while looking at your cell phone? Yeah, play that one off. That one's It, it wasn't a spirit. That was, that was you, all right? The deaf and dumb spirit made me, made me run off the road. No, that was you looking at your phone. Anyway, that's another spirit that we'll talk about another time. Um, again, not every spirit not every accident is demonically caused. Some things happen just because it's part of living an active, constantly moving life. However, to know the difference between accidents caused by life and accidents caused by demonic influence, a healthy spiritual discernment, which comes only from being aware of what is happening in the spiritual realm around you, is required. Amen. How many of you know that fasting is part of that? Fasting makes us sensitive. To the to the spirit realm. Amen. I I believe that we should be able to to walk into a room and to discern what's going on in that room. Amen. I believe that we we can walk if there's evil in a room. I believe as a Holy Ghost-filled child of God that when we walk into a room, if there's evil in the room, we should sense there's evil there. And we should be able to discern that. But if you, if you can't, you need to work on that, all right, fast. Get, get that flesh under control and, and awaken the spiritual, man, so that you can discern what kind of atmosphere you're in. With a pure heart toward God, consistently make it a point to be aware of the spiritual world around you. Remember, while your flesh is breathing air and pumping blood, the spiritual realm around you is just as real. I don't, I don't, think that, I don't know that we really believe that. Amen. You look across the aisle, I see Brother Roberts right there. Amen. I, I, I see my wife sitting on the front row. I see Justin sitting on the fourth row. Those are real people. I can see them. They're tangible. But the spirit realm that is out there, demons, angels, are just as real. Because we can't see them, we tend to think they're not really, they're just as real. Making sure that your spirit is aware of what's going on uh, in the spiritual atmosphere around you is vitally important to truly operating in spiritual warfare. This need of discernment is reinforced by the Apostle John in 1 John 4 and 1, where John says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. The principle there is try the spirits. Spiritually, try that, all right? It, it, you know, yesterday I broke, I broke my big toe. Today I broke my pinky on my left hand. The, the, you know, the, the day before that, whatever. Okay, try the spirits. Try them. See, is this a spiritual thing that's going on or is this just, am I being clumsy? What's going on here? What's happening? And discern, spiritual discernment. Try the spirits. It is only when you make sure that you're aware of what is happening in the spiritual realm around you and you try the spirits that your discernment gives you a needed advantage to war against the deafened. How many of you would want to know if there was a spirit at work to try to bring harm to you? How many of you would want to know that? Why? Because if it's a spirit, then I know how to come against it. I know how to, I know how to war against it. I can defeat it. I don't want to just keep, well, just, it's just life, it's just life. No, if there's a spirit there, I want to know it so I can identify it and then I can overcome it. Amen. Thirdly, trust those with spiritual discernment. One of the most beneficial things that you can do is to intentionally surround yourself with certain people who have spiritual discernment. Mind you, I'm not talking about being hypersensitive, magnifying things that aren't remotely spiritually based. All right, and I'm not talking about the people, again, that are hyper-spiritual. You know, oh, there's a, a demon on your shoulder right now. Well, wipe it off then. Swipe, you know, swat that thing. Get off my shoulder. I'm not talking about you know the people that are hyper Sensitive, all right? Nor am I speaking about people who delight in seeing demons around every corner. Rather, I'm talking about people who have enough depth in their walk with God and en- enough love for my soul to warn me of things they may feel coming my way. Have you, anybody ever had somebody just say, I felt impressed to, to pray. And my, my dad called me today and said, son, I, I just felt today that I'm, I felt impressed to pray for you. He said, I don't know what it is, That that always helps when they tell you they don't know what it is. You're like, I don't know where it's coming from. Anyway, he prayed for me. You need to have people in your life that are sensitive, that can pray, and and I I believe God can warn us about things that are going to come. If you don't believe that, then you need to take about half of your Bible out because God sent prophets in the Old Testament to warn the children of Israel about things that were going to come, amen? People who possess enough spiritual discernment to recognize Unholy spirits like the deaf and dumb spirit at work are absolutely invaluable. So if God speaks to you, amen, and, and tells you that, that I, there's something going to come my way, that there's an enemy that, that God impressed upon you, amen, I, I, please tell me, all right? And I promise you, if, if I feel impressed upon, I told Brother Wilson, I, was, I met with him today and told him last week, I just... Uh, I don't know what he was going through, but I just felt a heightened need to pray over him. And so I didn't call him and pray, but I prayed over him that God would put a hedge of protection about him and cover him. Amen, we need people like that in our lives, amen? Amen, surround yourself with righteous people whose spiritual discernment you trust enough to heed. That's that's the key there. Righteous people whose spiritual discernment you trust enough to heed to heed, okay? And then, and then the flip side of that is try to be one of those righteous people who have enough spiritual discernment that others can trust you enough to heed when you tell them something. I remember, remember the old story of the um, little boy who cried wolf, right? Every day, it's, there's a wolf, there's a wolf, there's a wolf, and people come running, there's a wolf, there's a wolf, they come running. Finally, when the wolf really showed up, nobody came running because... All right, don't, don't you, well, don't, don't just say it if, you, if, if it's not there, okay? Let's, let's be trustworthy that if, if I tell you something's coming, it's because I've gotten alone with God. I got a hold of God. God impressed it in my spirit to tell you that, amen? Amen. All right, why don't we stand together? I told you it was a little bit shorter tonight, the content. And we're gonna pray against the deaf and dumb spirit. Don't lay your hand on your, sh, the, neighbor, uh, your, the shoulder of your neighbor. Some of you are going to take a little liberty with that dumb spirit. Amen. But certainly if there is an enemy at work to try to bring harm against the people of God. Amen. How many of you know that if our physical bodies aren't right, it affects our spiritual man? Anybody? Amen. If, if, if that was a, a deaf and dumb spirit at work with Brother Sylvia's finger, I'm not saying it was. I don't have a message from God saying it was, but if it was... Get your hands off of my brother. That's the end of it. It's over. That's that's as far as you're going to get. You're not going to keep bringing harm against his body. Amen, Lord. I take authority right now, God, over this demonic spirit, Lord, that we didn't identify it. Your word did. That spirit that took that young man and cast him about and caused him, Lord, to uh, have such a, a struggle in his body that when that spirit went out, it wore him out tried to destroy him by throwing him into the fire sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there to get to our destination we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path be sure to subscribe and watch us on facebook live every sunday at 11 a.m eastern standard time also visit us at www.livinghopemd.com I'm going away